Jazz. Schools. Also, going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non sports sports wife carrying. It's the full court press with Eric Franson, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hi. It's a Monday. Yeah, it is. It's a Monday. That's, you know, no further explanation should be required. I wasn't here on time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Welcome on in. It's time for the Full Court Press. Uh, Eric France and Jason Walker here with you. We'd love to have you part of the show as well. 435-339-0321. Uh, if you want to join in on our Full Court Press text line, we'd love to hear from you. Um, and uh, participate in the show. Questions, comments, feelings of dismay, other. It's open. It's open for business. Or happiness, you know. Yeah, that's true. We'll take that. We we like to be positive. Yes. Usually. Yeah, well, yeah, not not always, but we, you know, that's the goal. Try to be. When my teams lose, that's when I get negative. <laughs> I can get real negative. I, I I bounce back and forth. I go between hyper optimistic and I, you know, you know, do a bunch of research and find a bunch of cool stuff when the team is doing well, and then when they start, you know, playing badly, I'm just like pessimistic city. Everything's <laughs> you're riding the pendulum. Yeah, right? I'm just just all over the place. Except on Twitter. I'm just always negative on Twitter. I'm trying <laughs> to, like, post positive things on Twitter, and it's just like... But whenever I feel like actually posting something, it's always something negative. Like, oh, you're wrong, and that's dumb, and... <laughs> I, need to, I need to fix that, because Twitter's already negative enough. There's, a, there's, there's plenty of that to go around. That's yeah, true. I, I need to add some positivity to this world. That needs to be my contribution. <laughs> but I am generally positive on the radio show. So if you meet me in person, I'm a lot more positive than whatever I write on Twitter. <laughs> that's right. I mean, you're you're not a negative guy in the office. You know, that's that's good to hear. <laughs> none of that. No. Um, <clears throat> you know, how are we feeling about Utah State offensively? We're going to discuss that. Are we feeling positive? We're feeling negative. Are there feelings of dismay? Um, so. What what questions are there out there for Utah State? We talked to a lot on Friday about questions that may exist on the defensive side. So naturally, today we're going to be focusing more on the offensive side. Yeah. And I think the offense, there's a little more to be optimistic about. Um, and generally, I've gotten somewhat... <coughs> excuse me. Somehow still got a cough. I'm a little... you know, I, I've gotten more optimistic about the team the more I've kind of you know, dove into it and really researched it. But there are still some big questions that tie me back to when I made that first comment of Utah State could be in for a rude awakening this season. There are big enough questions that if left unanswered or if it's just the wrong answer, things could go downhill fast. A lot of those questions are on the defensive end. There's a couple on the offensive end, one in particular that we will definitely be getting to today. Um, but overall, I think the offense, there's a lot to be optimistic about, despite the fact that a lot of the production 
from last year, you know, on offense left. That that's kind of the highlight of Utah State's losses is the three receivers who, you know, caught ten touchdown passes. Obviously you lose Devin Tompkins, the record holder in pass or receiving yards and whatnot, so you know, d- despite that, I think the offense has a lot to be optimistic about. It does. It absolutely does. So uh, we will we'll dive into that. Um, and uh, much like on Friday, our, my computer system on my side over here is having issues today. So Can you not we, see the text line again? If we have texts coming through, Jason, you're going to have to. We've be, had three texts. You're going to have to be the one to pull them out, fish them out for us. Yeah, one of them seems to be a technical thing, but uh, I, I can get to them if you want. I'll, 2305, he asked. i got to cover my own screen. says, could you guys cover the new players on the USU basketball team for this coming season as of now? Uh, at some point, yes. I, I think we've had that question asked before. Like, We'll get a lot more into basketball coverage probably in the next coming months as it gets a little closer. Um, I have a lot to say about some of the new guys. I really love diving in. You know, basketball can be – it feels a lot easier to find information on the basketball players. And so I really love diving into the new guys who come in. So I've I've already done research on some of the new guys and tried to figure out who they are, what they're like, and all that. So I've I've got plenty to say. Probably not today. Ask again. Keep keep that question up. We we will talk about that. Uh, sorry to put you off for a while. Yeah, I, I think that um, the basketball discussion will come, but there's so much right now in regards to football that that's kind of the focus. I, I know that there were a lot of guys on campus practicing and, and doing some things, getting acclimated, some guys coming back from missions, things like that. Um, I was able to do the interview with Mason Falslev about a month ago or so. You can go back and find that on our podcast or on 1069thefan.com if you'd like. But um, but as far as like who the other guys are, uh, we it's a good question to ask, but I'm with Jason. My mind right now is on getting ready for football, and uh, we will get into basketball at a little bit later date, but just not right now. So I don't mean to put you off, yeah. but... I, I, I Hold really, that question in reserve. I really hate to tell you that we're not going to talk about it right now because I actually kind of do. But it is football season. Uh, also, speaking of not football, 9315 so says, uh, I think you guys need to go to the PRCA rodeo at Cash County Fair and interview some of the top athletes or have a few in studio on the show. Yeah, with this, you know what? Um, the rodeo is fun. It's a big deal. <laughs> this is your uh, kind way of saying heck to the no. <laughs> I, every every now and then somebody you know brings up the uh, the rodeo question. You know, you guys should interview the the uh, the bull riders or or others that uh, participate. I really wouldn't know how to do an interview. Yeah, with the, a rodeo the no, participant. The, the number one problem is that both of us are uniquely unqualified to do anything in regards to radio. I guess I shouldn't speak too much for yourself. But I mean, I mean, you kind of said that, but like I, I know very little about it, radio. It would be a painful interview for me and for our audience. Yeah, it could be fun in a way that I'd go into it in a way of I know nothing, so explain it to me. And maybe, but again, we're supposed to be the professionals who know how to draw the right questions out. But 
Anyway, uh, 9315 also asked, do they let media members on the sidelines for uh, football practices? And the answer is no. Nope. So they used to allow you in the stands for some open practices. And, I mean, if you went down on the sidelines, maybe they probably wouldn't care too much, but they probably wouldn't like it. Yeah, no. Uh, it's it's closed, <clears throat> which means it's closed. Um, it's closed unless you can fit into those hedges on the east side of the stadium. <laughs> which I don't think they'd you know, smile upon if they found out. Um, now, there is a scrimmage coming up on Saturday, 11 a.m., um, with just a few practices in the books by the time they have that scrimmage. But it'll be a good first real chance for a lot of us to see some of the uh, truly new people for Utah State. A better look at some others who we started to see some glimpses of in the spring. But, like, we didn't see how that offense... And the wide receivers looked with Logan Bonner under center in the spring. We saw some of these wide receivers, but how are they with Logan Bonner throwing them the ball? Uh, what about some of these defensive guys? Jordan Wilmore, what does he look like in an Aggie uniform? So these freshmen that are here now. So there are a lot of questions that uh, that we'll be able to see and, and some faces that we haven't been able to see a lot of uh, until then. Uh, we are allowed to go and do interviews after practice, but we – it's a closed practice. It, literally, it is a closed practice to not just fans, but also media. I just need a drone and a zoom lens. <laughs> um, yeah, as far as the spring scrimmage, I've already got a list of notes of things I'm looking for. I want to see who's playing where, some things on the offensive line, receivers, uh, some defensive players. See, I've got a list of things I'm going to start watching for. Uh, I will say, so 2305, uh, he comes back, he's going to ask about, talk about uh, basketball. Because all he's asking for on the basketball players is how many and their names. Uh, he didn't need us to go into detail because he understands this football season. Uh, uh, I so I guess, I don't know if I can list them all off the top of my head, but is Mason Falslev transferring or kind of? Yeah. Uh, he hasn't it's played yet, transfer. so he's kind of transferring. He's, he's, re, he's transferring his commitment. Uh, Dan Akin, although I don't think he's official yet, um, but I believe he's transferring. Uh, Taylor Funk from, I think, St. Joseph's. Uh, power yep. forward. Um, Center from Oregon. Yeah, Isaac Johnson. Uh, from Utah originally, but yeah, he went to Oregon came back. I think that's most everybody knew. I feel like there might be... Oh, uh, Cade Potter is actually coming in. He's, I think he's coming back from a mission or something like that. Uh, Mason is too. Um, but Cade was always committed to Utah State. So I think that's most everybody that's new. I may be missing one, but that's kind of generally the list of the new guys. Yeah, that's just, that's from what I call, recall off off the top of my head, without uh, yeah doing an extensive yeah <laughs> double take research on that. But uh, hopefully that answers your question there about basketball. Um, I know they're still trying to finalize their uh, schedule, their non-conference schedule. We have had a few things get revealed with like the Diamond Head Classic, things like that. But I know this uh, that's something that they're fine-tuning, and I would anticipate that we would get their full release here soon because it, it's about the time now where, where schools are releasing their full schedules at this point. Yeah, Utah State took their dear sweet time last year. Um, the part of that was because COVID was still messing things up. Um, and 2305, he says, thanks for covering that. That's just what I needed. Text line is... 
on fire today. Yeah, they're still there's they they keep coming in. Um, yeah, so we'll, you know, basketball season is right on the brink. You know, college basketball is right on the brink of when they start hitting their stride in preseason. With football, we've we've been in that for a couple weeks now. You know, with fall with media days and fall camp coming in, so basketball will be taking that jump in a bit. Probably right around the time they they start having their own camps and their own media days. Um, so we'll obviously have time for that, especially since we're going to go to two hours soon. We're going to get back to the two yes. hour show. Yeah, that's true. Uh, big announcement. I'm glad you brought that up because it was something we needed to touch on today. Starting next Monday, uh, full court press expands back up to two hours, and heaven knows we have we have plenty of of content to get through. We're having a hard time getting it all in in just this one hour. Um, but we expand to two hours starting next Monday. Uh, it's the lead up to the start of high school football. Uh, the, it's the it'll be our first chance to uh, be on the air after the, the first scrimmage for Utah State football. So um, there will be a lot. There'll be plenty to discuss. Yeah. Speaking of which, high school football eight seven three nine. He has a few minutes ago. So he says Region Eleven football starts week from Friday. Who's the favorite? Who's the doormat? Any details? Uh, I'll be honest. We will be getting into that very soon because um, we're going to be trying to bring on some coaches, You know, begin doing some previews, get you guys all that information, get you really ready for uh, Cash Valley High School football. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if I can say who the doormat's going to be. I don't, I don't know that I could say that. I don't want to really – I know who, but I don't, want to, I don't know if I want to say it out loud. Put it on any particular school. But um, it, it, trying to predict who the favorite's going to be, I, I think it's it's a little bit more wide open this year than it has been in a, a few years. Yeah, I think – I know I think there was a coach's poll, and I think Green Canyon was at the top. Uh, Ridgeline was second, which was weird because they were the ones who won the state title, I believe. Yeah. Um, but I think they lost also a lot. Graduated of players. a lot. Of yeah, those so that's guys. that's that's why they aren't um, coming back on top. Um, but I think it was Green Canyon. My my memory could be off, so don't don't quote me on that. But I believe it was Green Canyon was picked to finish at the top. See, I, I'm I think it could. It's kind of up in the air between Skyview, Green Canyon, and Ridgeline. Yeah, those those were the top three, and so it is going to be a battle, which is nice because we've had like one dominant team in the region for. The last several years, Skyview did it for like three years straight. Yep. Ridgeline did it last year. It'd be nice to see a nice, you know, three-way battle for that that region crown because those are the funnest. Two-way battles are kind of neat, but then they come down to the one game. Three-way battles are spectacular because you have to. Then you're watching the entire region, and there's just so much excitement. Every game matters. Literally, every game on the schedule matters every week. So it's it's tons of fun. Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, and uh, we're getting ready and excited for high school football here too because of uh, how we cover and, and follow high school sports. Uh, last year we introduced video for the first time in the Cash Valley Media Group and how we cover uh, every high school. Um, and um, uh, as we have for many, many, many years, we have and we'll continue the commitment to follow every Region 11 school wherever they go. And have a dedicated uh, broadcast crew, play-by-play crew on a designated radio station, and uh, and we'll have video for a lot of these games as well. So you can watch them uh, after the fact, or if you're not able to travel and be there in person, you can log on and, and follow along 
on Cash Valley Daily or on the Cash Valley Daily mobile app. So uh, excited that this kind of getting into this time of year. There's a lot of big things to do. Yes, yeah, I always love the streams because I usually go back when I, you know, when somebody commits to Utah State in high school, especially here in Utah, you can find streams um, and you can watch actual game film with some of these guys as opposed to 30-second highlight films. So you can actually get an idea. So, you know, if one of these kids here in the Valley commits to Utah State, I'll be going back and looking at our own streams to, to learn more. Of course, that's just me geeking out. Obviously, here sometimes <laughs> you just want to watch the games. Um, so I have my own reasons for loving the streams. Uh, 2305, he asked an informational question, asked if the Green Canyon quarterback was a senior last year. Um, uh, and if he was, where did he go uh, to school? Uh, he was a junior last year. Um, so I'm presuming he's sticking around. I believe I, – I, lo- I literally looked this up because I, I don't know. I believe it was Jack Stevens, I think. He was the one who had all the stats at quarterback. Okay. But he was a junior last year, so I – Hopefully, I answered that question. I wanted to look it up and try and answer that question for you. Two, three, oh, five. Uh, one other thing, just since we're talking high school football, one thing that we won't have next year, um, and uh, this just became official today. Uh, Rod Zundel, great broadcaster, well known throughout the state of Utah, who uh, helped us out with Bear River Sports this last year, uh, has uh, just signed on to be the new voice of. Utah Tech University uh, for their uh, football and, and basketball, covering their athletics down in southern Utah on some great stations down there as well as they've made a shift with uh, their broadcast coverage. So we're sad to see Rod Zundel leave, who was, uh, uh, I guess, really on loan <laughs> to us for a year. <laughs> but uh, we appreciated having him, and he was a, a great addition to our crew and helped us as we immensely as we transitioned to video. Uh, for this last year so sad to see rod go but excited for his next chapter yeah seems like a good opportunity for him yeah very cool um any other texts that have come through we've got one more from 9315 asked what's your thought on eight man football heard rich high is going eight man uh doesn't surprise me that rich high is doing that um there are a lot of rural schools throughout idaho who do it uh, eight man or seven man football um, there was a well, the school that uh, the new Mountain Crest coach, where he was coaching in Wyoming, they were they're making that shift this year, dropping down because they just injuries and just lack of available players made it really tough for them to compete. And so, I, I think like if you're in a smaller area that struggles to fill a roster, it makes a lot of sense to do what you can to still play the game but you might have to make some adjustments to do it. Yeah, I don't think there's as much commitment to football in terms of youth football um, just out here in the West. is not as Because I went down uh, into the South um, for a couple of years, and you'd see these towns of 2,000 people fielding an 11-man football team. But again, it's more cultural there. So out here it's like, you know, I, and I don't mean that as a negative thing. It's just that's just how it is. Um, so, yes, you know. I hadn't heard too much about teams doing you know, eight-man football or seven-man. wasn't a thing I thought about too much, but you know, it's a reality. But it it's a nice solution as opposed to just not playing football, you know, because then that hurts some of the kids who want to play football. Absolutely right. Given the the uh, I guess the choice of canceling football altogether or doing what you can to still play, but 
adjustments have to be made in the process, go with the adjustments. Yeah. Having something's always better than nothing. Yeah. And football is basically seven on seven these days anyway, so <laughs> might as well just go to it. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, all right, we need to do this. We need to take a timeout here in the full court press. i uh, love to continue to get the text coming through, 435-339-0321. Great to uh, hear from you today. Um, we'll recap the weekend that was, see who won the pick six. Uh, is Jason still on his lofty winner's? Lofty perch, I believe, is the perch, term you're looking yeah, for. something like that. Or do I actually get back into the winner's circle? I don't know. We'll find out. Um, and then we'll also continue to get into Utah State football. Questions on offense that you may have. Uh, we'll hear from the coaches. We'll hear from the players about some of the things that are, are players that are hoping to address some of these roles and uh, issues that may be there as we, you know, as Utah State football is in full swing with their fall camp right now. They're in their acclimation period, so I don't think they've donned full pads and helmets just yet. I think that's probably tomorrow or, or uh, Wednesday. Yeah, it's probably just late in the week because all the pictures I've seen from their camp they've put out, they're they're in shells. So Yeah, they haven't really gotten too too heavy just yet. So we'll, we'll get into some of that, as well as revealing who's number 15 on our list of top 25 Aggies for the upcoming football season. So that's coming up in about three and a half minutes from now. Uh but you know what? You got to get your vehicle taken care of too, despite everything else that's going on. Back to school is right around the corner. Uh, maybe you've got a last minute uh, road trip you're trying to fit in to finish out the summer. Make sure your oil is at its right level. Valvoline Instant Oil Change is at 695 North Main in Logan, and they're now open on Sundays. So if in your situation, it's too hard to get your vehicle taken in and uh, serviced and taken care of during most of the regular week or even on Saturdays. You now have the option to do it on Sundays at 695 North Main. And uh, the great thing about Valvoline is they get you in quick, clean, and easy. That's how it should be when it comes to an oil change. So stop in today. Imagine your wedding day. Elegant, simple, yet stunning, stress-free. It's your day. It's all about you. Whether you're looking for small and simple or have a grander idea, the Riverwoods Conference Center will accommodate your every need. Choose the inside ballroom elegance or outside along the natural decor of the beautiful Logan River. A Riverwoods event planner will work personally with you to make sure your event is exactly how you've envisioned it. The Riverwoods Conference Center, where your happily ever after begins. Google Riverwoods Conference Center or call 750 this is Ryan My Mattress. A mattress store recently closed right next door to our Riverdale location. Most people have said how awesome that is for us. I think I disagree. At My Mattress, we love competition. We love it if you shop other places, but also give us a shot. Shop online or go to other stores, maybe even a warehouse sale, but come into My Mattress because we want our shot at winning your business. Come into My Mattress right now and see if better sleep and better pricing are what you'll find. I'm here with Mark Anderson from Anderson Seed and Garden. Mark, can you tell us a little about your experience with ChemDry of Northern Utah? You know, our carpets get really dirty at Anderson Seed and Garden, and we clean every January. Our timing is, is kind of difficult. I called Daryl, and he was amazing to work around our schedule. They came in and cleaned our carpets. They looked like brand new when they were all done, and uh, they've just been amazing to work with. Seven five two six one hundred. 
Who do you turn to if you want to change out your wood or pellet stove? Advanced Fireplace and Stove. They were voted the gold medalist for Best of Northern Utah for the second year in a row in the fireplace retrofit category. Be ready when the government's next wood and pellet replacement incentives pop up. Advanced Fireplace can help you navigate the paperwork. For more information, call Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 752-7272. Online, advancedfireplaceandstove.com. S.C. Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. People from St. George to Rexburg drive to Logan to shop Utah's oldest jewelry store. And one major reason is price. When diamonds are compared up and down the Wasatch Front, S.C. Needham's is as low or lower than any store in the state. We compete with any 50 to 70% off sales, student discounts, or so-called wholesale prices. So when it's time for an engagement ring, come to the store where Utah gets engaged. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. S.C. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Jason Walker. You seem to be walking around okay today. Yeah, your big move over the weekend. Yeah, I moved a lot of stuff. We had a lot of help, so I didn't have to move as many of those boxes by myself. All the ones loaded with books. <laughs> um, I unpacked the books yesterday, um, but that was a little easier. You know, you had to do it one by one, and I, I still have a lot to unpack. So <laughs> there's a room that's just full of boxes that I still need to unpack, move to my room, and all that. So the the move is done. Now it's just the uh, the acclimating to the new place and unloading everything. Putting thing uh, back where it, it needs to be in its new home. Yeah. Becoming familiar with where everything's located now. That's always yeah. kind of tough. It's reorganizing everything. Everything will be in pristine shape when I finally get it into place, but then it'll go back to being absolute chaos. But yeah, that <laughs> process will take a few weeks for me to really unpack everything and settle it all into its right place. Uh, coming up next here on the Full Court Press, we continue our countdown. Top 25 Aggies for the upcoming 2022 football season. And uh, we're up to number 15 now. And to help us learn more about who it is, the legend, Hall of Famer, Al Lewis. Number 15 on our Cash Valley Media Group's list of the top 25 Aggies for this year is a defensive end transfer to Utah State, and it's Daniel Grishik. Grishik, again, played at Nevada, where he has played 34 career games and had 42 tackles, 7.5 sacks, 9.5 tackles for a loss to go along with one forced fumble, one fumble recovery, one pass breakup, and one block kick. Played 12 games during this past season, finishing the year with 19 tackles and now has transferred to Utah State. He was a defensive lineman of the year in his high school days when he was at Crenshaw High School in California. He has already graduated from Nevada in public health, so he'll be enrolled at Utah State working on a master's degree. He'll wear number nine, and that has been a very productive number for Utah State down through the years with football. 6'1", 240, junior, a transfer from Nevada. Daniel Grishik is number 15 on our list. Yeah, I uh, had a chance to get caught up with or catch up with uh, Daniel Grushik uh, at Media Day last week. He's a fun personality. 
He's fun to talk to, and based on his personality, I can tell he's going to be a fun player to watch on the field. Yeah, it could be a big part of the locker room, big part of the team. And, and to be honest, so talk about him being number 15 on our top 25, if memory serves. I had him in my personal like top five, maybe even top three, I think. I believe he's potentially going to be one of the best players on this defense. That's true. You did have him really high. I don't have your list with me, but I do remember yeah, you, you put him really high. Yeah, I didn't. I, I think I had him as – I might have had him number two, I think, basically because I thought he was going to be the best player on the defense. I had him number 12 yeah. on my list. So I, I think he's going to be really good. You look at his numbers and also, like, his snaps. Like, you know, he had five and a half sacks, six and a half tackles for loss, which isn't spectacular, but he played half the number of snaps as some of the – you know, top rotation guys in Nevada, and he was still producing that. So if you, like, extrapolate that, he was putting up just as big in numbers. Like, he played about half the snaps as Tristan Nichols, who led Nevada with 10 sacks, and Grishik had five and a half sacks. So he was producing as much in limited time. And he's, you know, in all the previews I've looked at and listened to as much as he had for the coaches, there's so much praise for Grishik from these defensive coaches. And I just can't ignore that. Yeah, uh, you know, a certain other publication had him at like number fifty-seven in their list yeah. of sixty. I'm like, no, no way, no way. Yeah, this guy's going to be way more impactful. Now, um, this is a guy that maybe there's some question: Is he an every-down pressure guy on your defense? And that I don't know. Yeah, that but is that is the big question: Is can he be in? Is uh, he a specialist, a- or is he somebody who's going to be? applying constant pressure. Yeah, and that's probably why he was somebody who only played half the snaps is because he's very much a pass rusher. That's his, He's like pure pass rusher. He needs to learn to become a good run stopper, set the edge on run. If there are mistakes you see him make, it's going to be in, you know, overplaying it, you know, a run play, and he loses contain. That's where some of his weaknesses and mistakes are going to come from. So it depends on how well, you know, the coaching staff is able to coach him up and make him into an every-down guy by you know breaking him into the system and getting him disciplined so that he's playing the run well and then also you know being able to take advantage of his pass rushing capabilities, which are fantastic. When I spoke to him last week, uh, he loved his time as a tight end. And uh, he's a converted tight end, was going to convert to a linebacker, but then because of his speed and ability to uh, affect a, you know opposing teams' passing games, he got moved up to a defensive end. But uh, he would very much love to be a versatile guy who maybe from time to time could be pushed into a tight end slot now and then if you needed a physical presence on the line. But I'm not saying that I know something that's going to happen because I don't. But he's a versatile guy that has a high motor and he's got speed. When I first saw him in person, I didn't think he was a really big physical imposing presence. But when you watch the film on this guy, he's got speed and he has technique to get through and uh, and put pressure on a quarterback where he may not have a lot of stats that show you know, uh, there are other guys who have more tackles for loss or more sacks, but he definitely can get into a, a quarterback and make him hurry his throw or hurry his progressions. Yeah, that is the thing. You know, he's listed 6'1", 245, so he's definitely going to be more of a speed guy. I mean, Nick Henniger, he was listed at like 6'2", 6'1". Yeah, is th- not a physically imposing yeah, guy. I think he topped out at like 250 maybe, maybe 260 by his senior year. But he was he was definitely not these, you know, 280, 300-pound you know, defensive tackles, defensive ends. But yeah, you look at I went and found like uh, Grishik's first career sack. 
he just sped right by the end and went in, you know, tackled the quarterback. That was that's how he got his first sack, just running by him. Um, very simple move, and just used his speed. And so that's what he's going to be doing. Yeah, and uh, Ephraim Banda, when I spoke to him last week, um, he said that uh, Daniel Grishik has had, and I quote, has had a phenomenal first six months. Uh, and he stressed phenomenal, and I don't think he used that term for anybody else that I asked him about. Yeah, and so this is, that's one of the reasons why maybe I've not seen tons of film on Grishik, but the way that the coaches talk about him, you look at some of the stats and the numbers, there's a lot of potential there. Again, it will depend on whether or not he can be a good run defender. That's kind of where his potential is iffy. But he's going to be an impact player on this defense. Um, I'm very confident of that. I voted him really high for a reason. Hopefully I'm not wrong on that. Well, he looked great in the spring. He's receiving high praise through the summer and excited to see what he can do in this fall camp. We'll see him and how things are moving along on Saturday at 11 a.m. in the first scrimmage uh, for Utah State football. Uh, so it's number 15 on our list of top 25 Aggies of 2022. Agree or disagree, would you put him higher? Uh, both Jason and I had him higher than 15. You had him You can't put him much higher north. than I did. <laughs> a lot further north than I did. But uh, your, your thoughts about Daniel Grishik at number 15 on our top 25 Aggies of 22. Uh, coming up next year on the Full Court Press, we'll get into – more of those uh, offensive questions that we may have, issues that we think need to be addressed during this fall camp, and we'll hear from the coaches. We'll hear from the players as they kind of discuss some of those things that we have questions about that's coming up next here on the Full Court Press. And love to hear your questions that you may have as well. 435-339-0321. That's coming up in about uh, three and a half minutes from now. Grantham Mobile Automotive will come to you, uh, and even if it's uh, it, it's hot and your air conditioner is not working and you're just tired of it and you're at work and you need somebody to get it taken care of, Grantham Mobile Automotive will come to where you are and help get your AC recharged and running. Uh, 435-229-4345. Give him a call. He's ASC certified. He knows what he's doing, and he'll come to wherever you are. 435-229-4345. Are you a good listener? Has anyone ever accused you of being a problem solver? Someone who likes to help others have success? If so, the Cash Valley Media Group would like to talk to you. Have you ever posted something on social media that had all your friends and family laughing? Have you ever fought off a bear? If so, let's talk. Not necessarily about bears. We just think it would be a cool story. Here at the Cash Valley Media Group, we have a ton of fun helping businesses grow and we could use some more help. So if you or someone you know has marketing and advertising experience or any of the previously mentioned skills, please send your resume to sales at cvradio.com. That's sales at cvradio.com. Or drop it off at our office Monday through Friday between 8 and 5. The Cash Valley Media Group is an equal opportunity employer and scared of bears. <laughs> For the second year in a row, Advanced Heating and AC is honored to be named Gold Medalist for Best of Northern Utah in the AC and HVAC category. They thank you for your support and vote of confidence in their company. 
You have many choices when it comes to your home's heating and air conditioning system. Make sure you choose the gold medal winning company, Advanced Heating and AC. Call 752-7272 or stop by their showroom west of DI. Online at advancedheating-ac.com. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in Providence and Cache Valley's newest and most up-to-date medical clinic located at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan, just south of Cache Valley Hospital. The entire staff and Dr. Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art medical facility. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to cachevalleyent.com for details. Most insurance products, including select men are accepted. Hey, it's Garrett Grantham with Grantham Mobile Automotive. Just like a plumber, just like an electrician, I come to your home. I am a master ASE technician, licensed, insured, and ready to come to you for your car repair needs. Right now, it is hot outside. From air conditioners to transmissions, I can take care of you. Give me a call, and I will come to you to get your car's AC running cold in no time. 435-229-4345. That's 435-229-4345. Bright Green Cars, that's the only thing you need to remember as you're driving down Main Street in Logan looking for Jarek's fine jewelry. Hi, this is Jarek. We have a lot of people comment on the Bright Green Cars outside, and some even talk about the building, but the overwhelming responses come when they step inside. Jarek's showroom was created to offer an intimate, romantic setting for couples to enjoy their ring-buying experience. Everyone is treated like a friend, with no price negotiation needed. Make your engagement special. Make it Jarek's. Come see us at 930 North Main in Logan. Just look for the bright green cars. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Yeah, I'm really excited about the room. I think we're really talented. Um, we're really deep in that position room, and we got some guys that just kind of showed up the last few weeks that are really some game changers. Um, that many people don't know about. So I think that uh, it's going to be really, really fun in fall camp. It's going to be really fun to let them make plays, and I'm really excited about the year. That's Logan Bonner, excited about the wide receiver core this year. And granted, that's one of the big questions coming into the season. You had three guys who caught 10 touchdowns each. That's unheard of. And so such dynamic playmakers at multiple spots in the on the field three of those guys gone how do you replace that yeah it's not only do you have the one superstar wide receiver that resets the receiving yards record book you have probably the best trio of wide receivers you've ever had at least in terms of production uh, the best you've ever had at utah state it, it'll go down in utah state history and you have to replace that with a group of largely unknowns at least to the general public, uh, unknowns and transfers, unknowns and guys who are rising through the ranks of the program. So uh, it is tricky. Um, one thing I do want to bring up, 8968, uh, he commented, I take it by the way you guys are talking that you were not as high on the Aggies football team as you were, which I'm not sure. I don't know if I've, I feel like I've said I've gotten almost more optimistic, so I'm not sure so, if I misunderstood that. Yeah, so when we say we have questions, um, I want to be clear. It's not that I have doubts about the team and its ability to succeed. And I, I could I could maybe see how if you were just hearing that out of context, you may think that Jason and I are pessimistic on the team, which isn't the case. Every year there are 
questions that every coach at every football program has concerns about. And we similarly just, how do you replace what was gone from a year ago? Every school has it in every place. And it's not that we're casting aspersions on the football team. It's just we have some questions about you know, what's going on here and how do they get addressed. Yeah. And to be honest, last year's team had, you could almost call them fatal flaws, except they weren't fatal. Uh, they had a rush defense that was at times absolutely terrible. Uh, their offensive line was iffy at times, especially in run blocking. Clear weaknesses. Did it hinder the team? Yes. Did it keep them from achieving their ultimate goal? No. And the weaknesses that Utah State may have, some of these things we talk about may not get solved, and they may be weaknesses all year long. But other places can pick up the slack. I mean, how much did Logan Bonner in the whole passing game you know, carry some of those other weaknesses? It was huge. Huge. Massive. Right, because that defense really didn't come along until the last quarter of the season. Yeah. They, they, they had their moments. A lot of them were later in the season. Of course, even you know, Wyoming late in the season. They just laid an egg. Um, but then they did come through in some of the biggest moments. Um, and that really helped them achieve their highest potential in terms of single-season success. You know, the, the Logan Bonner couldn't do it all himself. But that did cover up some of the weaknesses that were there all season long. Now, last year, fully admit, I, I, there was a lot of uncertainty in my mind about what Utah State was going to look like. I had confidence they could be bowl eligible. There's no way I would have guessed they'd be an 11-win team. And I, I, I laughed and kind of scoffed at those who thought the Aggies were going to be an, a 9-win team. I just didn't see that as possible. Happy to admit I'm eating crow on how wrong I was on that. Uh, I, I was accused of being somebody who was negative on the Aggies, and, I, and that I wasn't. I was unsure. Uh, this year, yeah, there's players in, in key positions that have some questions. But the head coach is the same. The coordinators are the same. The uh, quarterback is the same. When you have those key elements all the same, your chance of success in the following year is still really high. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not ready. We're not going to do a win-loss prediction for the year just yet. I'm not ready to say if this is a six-win team or a ten-win team. But... I'm a lot more optimistic about this this team than I was a year ago. Yeah. And see, I've got a range that I've kind of got an idea. I don't know if I can settle specifically. I probably will for the sake of the radio show, but I can give a range. Um, won't get into that today. Although 896, he adds, he says, I think the Aggies will be okay, but I am concerned about the NFL team we play in the second week. <laughs> I think we all are. Yes. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, but while we were talking about wide receivers, um, you know, Logan Bonner's excited about this group. He's not the only one. This is a little bit long, so hang with us. But this is offensive coordinator Anthony Tucker, and he has to rein in his excitement. I I didn't get this from him a year ago. Of course, we didn't really know. None of us really knew what we were going to have a year ago. But he he is quietly excited about what this wide receiver core is going to look like this year for USU. You know, when you lose the guys that you lost, you, obviously you have to address it. Um, but you have to address it with the right, you know, with the right people. Um, you know, Griff is, the, you know, the, the leading returner um, coming back. I'm really excited for him. He's had a great seven months since the beginning of the year. 
Um, so I'm really excited to see you know him continue to develop the way that he has. Um, and, um, I'm excited again. I, I said this before. I think he can be as good as he wants to be, um, and he's put the work in. So I'm excited to see him continue to to invest the way that he has. Um, uh, there's a number of guys in that room that that you feel really positive about based off how they've developed, how they've gone through spring, how they've gone through summer. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't. None of us knew what we had last year at this point. It, it was still competition. There were still guys that hadn't emerged. Um, the development process is is day by day and week by week, and you have to continue to to um, you know you have to continue to to work for what it is that you're trying to accomplish. And those guys will eventually emerge. But I feel really good about the pieces that we've had added through recruiting, um, uh, a few couple transfers, uh, and those guys have, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm <laughs> I try to stay really, really even keel with my excitement because I know it's a, it's a daily process of, of building what it is you're trying to build. And I think those guys have done a really good job. We have, um, I would say, I think we have more depth than we had last year because you have guys that have gained experience, you know, through being in the program for a year and a half now. Um, you have guys that have experience that are coming in that are very mature, that that have played you know a ton of ball at, at the major college football level, um, and and so again, more numbers, more quality numbers you add creates more competition, um, and and then now you have, you know, the guys who are out on the field that you know they've earned it, they're not playing by default, um, and then the guys you have more guys that you feel good about plugging and playing. Um, at times, and you know, football, you know, there's injuries and happen, things that happen. And so, the, the, the biggest thing is just being able to create quality depth, and that's through recruiting, through development, and through creating competition every day. Interesting stuff there from uh, Coach Tucker. That really, the, what I got from that was that he's very excited about this group of wide receivers, and there's more options for that offense to utilize. Yeah, and I. I'm really excited about it too. And you, you, know, you talk about the depth. I think they went probably four deep. You know, he had the three main guys, but kind of four deep. You know, Tompkins, Bowling, right, and then McGriff was fourth uh, in terms of receptions. Then you kind of get to some running backs who filled in uh, pass catches after that. This year they could probably go five deep. Um, there may not be enough uh, passes to accommodate five, but they can at least have depth. Um, cause, you know, they got they have. You know, two good slot guys in Vaughn and Van Leeuwen, and then you got three guys on the outside potentially, uh, and Cobbs, Williams, and McGriff. Uh, maybe Cobbs and Williams could also slide inside a little bit, but again, their strength's going to be on the outside. So they've got options in depth that they can utilize, and it, they're going to compete for for reps and for for passes, and it's going to be a, a good problem for Logan Bonner to have. You know, there's too many guys open. Who do I throw to? <laughs> Yeah, and with with the talent in depth, you might see some interesting ways that that gets utilized. You may see McGriff in a, in the slot. You That'd may, be interesting. You, I mean, you might see uh, uh, the way that they're used in different ways to keep a defense guessing because they don't know where it's going to go. Yeah, when you it, have these so many different guys lined up that have that ability to make a play, where's the defense going to focus? Yeah, and I believe Anderson. I mean, he kind of talked about that last year where they had that same effect, where they had three guys and you have to focus on all of them. 
And you talk this year how there may not be a single dominant one. I mean, Tompkins had 102 receptions last year, which that set a record um, for the program. He said they may have several guys catching 35, 40 passes. Um, so we may not get the, the superstar record-setting numbers, but you could get several guys who are right in there all contributing and creating a very good, um, versatile pass offense. I think that's something you can have. You have some, some versatility because uh, they have a real diverse group of wide receivers. Last year was kind of dominated by slot guys. Their top two guys were both slot receivers. And then they had some outside guys, you know, right catching some passes. And Justin McGriff kind of did the same thing, just some passes but not a ton. Uh, now they've they've got a good mix of inside-outside guys, all of whom could potentially be the dominant receiver. Right. I, I like the mix of size uh, and athleticism that this uh, this group has. I think it gives them a lot more versatility for whether they, where Logan Bonner potentially wants to throw the ball. The big One of the big questions, though, is will he have time? Will he have protection? He spent a lot of time on his back and suffered injuries along the way. That's one of our questions coming into this season was what that offensive line looks like. We'll take a quick timeout and address that and also get into who won pick six. We're going to reveal what the numbers were from this past weekend. Who got closest to the truth? We'll reveal and find out. Uh, but first, uh, Mountain West Motor is Logan's newest truck and SUV dealership at 615 North Main. Great selection of trucks and SUVs that have been specially customized for your next adventure. Go check that out today, whether in person, on their lot at 615 North Main, or on their website, mwmotor.com. Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger, and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, we'd love to have you open a new account with us, or even talk with us about a loan for your farmer business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally. Now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. Debo Samuel, there's nobody like Debo Samuel in the NFL. You know, if I'm Seattle, I would try to create a Debo Samuel 2.0 with DK Metcalf. I would get him incorporated in the offense a little bit more, not just as somebody catching passes, but line him up in the backfield. Let him do what Debo does. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Why buy from Daryl's? We have a warranty department dedicated to handle all the nitty-gritty details so you don't have to. Hi, I'm Jesse, the warranty manager at Daryl's. When you buy from us, you'll have peace of mind. Remember to ask about Daryl's exclusive, risk-free, extended warranty on your new appliance. Daryl's, West on Airport Road, open till 6 on weekdays, 5 p.m. on Saturday. See Daryl's Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Uh, Napa Auto Parts, you can stay st- 
stocked up with the things you need at your Preston and Providence Napa Auto Parts stores. You even get a $20 rebate on the purchase of a Legend automotive battery or starter or alternator. So Utah State has some questions on the offensive line. Um, last year, I think those questions were bigger and perhaps more pronounced. But um, a lot of returning uh, players with a lot of snaps, though one of those guys that uh, started to receive some preseason accolades got suspended from the team. He's no longer on the roster. So you have to try to figure out how to fill that void. Um, but there's there's some experience there, but still some question about getting the right kind of depth in case you want to swap guys out or in case somebody gets hurt. Yeah, we've talked about how there's depth, and as I looked into it a little more, I realized there's depth at tackle and at center, not at guard. And losing Quasel White, that was a big thing because they, they now have basically one player who has snaps at guard specifically. So they have depth just at one spot, like at tackle mostly. They have like five tackles, but like no guards. So they have Wade Meach, who's probably going to step in, but the big question is who's going to step in at right guard? They have a couple of options, but it generally involves either moving a tackle in, or I believe their their backup center can end up moving to guard. That's kind of those are their options, or play some freshmen, because the the guards they have on the roster, aside from Wade Meacham, are all freshmen or redshirt freshmen. So they're going to have to do something that's in ideal to fill that right guard spot. But then there's still depth questions, because what happens if that guy goes down? Then you're it, you know. So there's worries about the interior depth, a tackle. They're probably fine. At guard, center guard, they kind of got to figure some things out. All right, they may switch some guys around or have somebody trained at multiple spots. Uh, and that will be something to watch in these uh, scrimmages coming up. Uh, all right, before we run out of time, we're going to get to our results from pick six. So uh, first one was, who would score more runs, the Royals at the Yankees or Marlins versus the Mets on Saturday? It was the Royals. They scored two. The Marlins scored zero. You picked the Royals. So you got that. Uh, combined home runs in the four-game series between the Cubs and the Giants. The line was set at 10.5. There's only five. You took the under, so you got that. Uh, fouls by RSL versus San Jose set the line at 10.5. There were 17 fouls by Real Salt Lake, but you took the over, so you got that. Okay. I thought I took the under for some reason. You're three for hit. three right now, and I'm over. Uh, home runs by Aaron Judge in his four-game series. You set the line at two and a half. He actually hit four. Yeah, that's the one I remember him going over. <laughs> I took the over on that. You took the under. So that's one for me. Uh, shots by RSL versus San Jose. You set the line at 16 and a half. You only had 12. Uh, I took the under. You took the over. So now I've got two. This is getting close. So this is our sixth one here. Tony Finau is finish at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Yeah. Uh, you set it at five and a half. And if you took the under, he'd be... One finish one through five over five or or lower. We both took the under, so <laughs> and he won it. So we both got that one right. So it means I got three, you got four. I came in thinking I'd lost. Like I I only remember the ones that I did bad on. I know, like you had the, that look on your face earlier today, <laughs> and I'm like, no. I guess I I yeah. I purposefully didn't pay attention as much. I just kind of remembered some things, and I remember the ones I did poorly on. So. And if it came down to the tiebreaker, you won that too. Okay, well, that one was kind of cheesy. I wouldn't have taken that one because I guilted you into taking the bad choice. <laughs> Dodgers beat the Rockies 3-1 to one in their four-game series, and you took them to win. I took them to tie. So, All right. I'm still a champion. <sighs> <laughs> I've not been able to knock you off your perch since you started the show. 
We might have to look for a new co-host. <laughs> I don't know if I could stand for That's this. what'll get me fired. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. This weekend, the game of basketball lost one of its greatest players of all time, Bill Russell. During his 13 years in Boston, he won five MVPs, made 12 All-Star appearances, and led the Celtics to 11 titles. But the big man was more than just that, the greatest champion in the history of the NBA and in sports. Russell was the NBA's first black head coach, awarded the Medal of Freedom by former President Barack Obama in 2017, and became the first black player to be named to the Basketball Hall of Fame. That's a pretty impressive list of accomplishments. But that's who Russell was, a winner. The big man won on the court, he went off the court, and always continued to strive to make a positive impact. The world needs more people like that. But what Bill Russell did was rare. It's impossible to know if we'll ever see somebody like him again. But if there's one thing we can be sure about, Bill Russell's impact on and off the court in basketball and social justice will never be forgotten. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.